head pastor, Bobby Holm Lippert, is out on sabbatical this summer. My name is Nelson Reevely, and I'm the Paris associate here. This morning, we're also delighted to welcome Ryan and Alethea White, who will be helping lead us in worship. The Whites are Presbyterian World Mission co-workers in Germany, uh, where they minister to Iranian refugees and where they live with their two daughters. And we've been supporting the Whites' ministry uh, since 2017. So we're delighted to have them with us this morning. I invite you now to please stand and greet those around you in Christ. Please now let us return to our pews and prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia.
Please stand and let us join together in the call to worship the living God. Oh, give thanks for the Lord is good. God's faithfulness endures forever. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 96th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant, and today's date is June 23, 2019. Today's broadcast is number 4,947. The Reverend Dr. Robert Holm Lippert is our pastor. This morning's sermon, entitled, Who Do You Fear?, will be delivered by Ryan White, World Mission Co-worker in Berlin, Germany, for the Presbyterian Church USA. Assisting in the service today are Christopher Martin, our Director of Music and Organist, Christine Anderson, Violin Soloist, Nelson Reevely, Parish Associate for Outreach and Adult Discipleship, and Alethea White, World Mission Co-worker in Berlin, Germany, and wife of Ryan White. Our church is handicapped accessible with an elevator, wheelchairs, hearing assistance, and large print bulletins and hymnals. Child care is provided for infants, toddlers, and kindergartners. Worship kits are available for older children at the entrance to the sanctuary. Our opening hymn is This Is My Father's World, which is number 101 in the hymn book. Brothers and sisters, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all stray from being the people that God made us to be in small ways and in stubborn, lingering habits in our individual lives and in our life together as communities and nations. So one of the first things we do as we come to worship our Lord is confess our sins, knowing that the throne of God's mercy is open to us through Christ and trusting that in confession God cultivates our hearts and our minds to bear fruits of the Spirit. Please now join in the prayer of confession as printed in our bulletin. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. Graciously reform and redirect us in your mercy. Create in us a clean heart and put a new and steadfast spirit within us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Hear and never forget the good news that brought each of us here this morning. For our sakes, God bore the sins of the world in Christ Jesus. Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for each one of us. Know that you're forgiven and live ever more fully into the twin love of God and neighbor. Amen.
children, please be seated. And I invite forward now children who are six and under to go with Jessica Reevely to Children's Chapel. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Guide us, O God, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Old Testament reading today is Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I asked of the Lord that, I will, seek, that will I seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry out loud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, you who have been my help. Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me, and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
verses 25 through 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you, not, are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to the span of your life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I tell you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive after all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the word of the Lord. Fear and anxiety. What is it that you fear or worry about? Of course, there are the major common phobias that come to mind. Fear of heights, fear of flying, fear of spiders or other animals. And then there are other worries and fears. Alethea and I worry about our children how they will be treated by friends and adults, how they, what might happen to them. And unfortunately, uh, many worry about how they will be treated by officials that should be trustworthy. There are many fears and worries that we all have, and they are real and not to be easily dismissed and thrown away. But then there are other fears and worries that seem to be cultural or social manifestations. Worries that can even be used and manipulated to support different agendas. Worry about if we will not have enough can lead us to buy more or seek to acquire more. Worry that we need to protect our own and to beware of the other can lead us to distrust and to many misunderstandings. Fear is a powerful motivator. We know that it triggers the fight or flight response in each of us. And yet we also know that when any of these fears become too great, they can affect our way of life and even become debilitating, requiring professional assistance. What are our fears and worries? And where do they come from? They are all feelings that we have, emotions that motivate or debilitate us. What do they lead us to do? I think these are some of the important themes in both our psalm today and the gospel passage from Matthew. And they are important questions for us to pause and to reflect upon. Some of our, features, some of our fears are unique to certain cultures or experiences and others are more universal. We all are seeking life and a way of life that can support ourselves and our families. For many years, fears and anxieties have led to worldwide migration. People leaving their homes in search of a more secure life. Many 
fleeing violence, war, or persecution, and they seek asylum in another country. Others are migrating because of a fear of a lack of resources or a lack of hope for the future, leading to economic migration. In the Iranian Presbyterian Church in Berlin, where Alethea and I serve as mission co-workers for the Presbyterian Church, we meet and encounter people who fall into all of these categories. One of the things that we have learned in our time serving in Berlin is that regardless of if one is a refugee or an economic migrant, each person has very real reasons for why they have left home. Each person has a story. It is not a simple decision that one makes. It is a life-risking decision, not only for the reasons that one leaves their country, but also for all of the trials and the challenges that they face along the way. Nusha and Saeed are a couple who have, in the last year, come to the Iranian Presbyterian Church. They left Iran after Saeed was arrested for political activities. And he later told me, he, and while he was imprisoned, he was tortured. As soon as he was released, they left and fled to Turkey. And while they were in Turkey, they made contact with people. They awaited while they could, someone could re, secure for them a visa to the Netherlands. They flew to the Netherlands. And upon arriving there, they immediately came to Germany because they had friends there and they thought it might be easier to receive asylum in Germany. But because they went through the Netherlands, according to the legal um, migration law, refugee law, they needed to file their asylum claim in the Netherlands. And so they waited and awaited in Germany until finally they received deportation. The police came to their apartment they took them, they were boarded onto the plane. But because they had such severe fears and anxiety about going back to the Netherlands and either being imprisoned for having left or being immediately deported back to Iran, they faced anxiety attack and were removed from the plane. They continue to wait in Berlin, waiting for this time period to pass when they can refile their asylum claim. And while they are waiting in Berlin, they come to the Iranian Presbyterian Church. They're a part of our community. They seek to receive support from the community, to find a place of peace in the midst of great anxiety and even depression. How do we think about these issues? How, as the church, are we affected and involved in these issues? We don't have to abandon rules. We don't have to dismantle laws to seek a just response. But I do believe that we are called as the church to think about these issues through the lens and the perspective of our faith. With compassion and a recognition that each person is a human and each person has a story. And we need to hear these stories and to allow them to form our understanding and response in these challenging issues. Psalm 27 is a psalm that, like many others, contains both a strong confidence and trust in God, along with a lament and petition for God to act. Neither of these realities are denied or suppressed, but they are lifted up into something that I truly find beautiful and courageous, something that I personally cannot always find the ability to do but that the, this psalm and many like it can give support, can give words in the time when I lack words. They can remind in the midst of fear, anxiety, and doubt of the reality of God's presence with us and heart to care for us. Farad is another man in the, our community he told me about how when he was a teenager, he was addicted to drugs and he did not really have much of a life outside of seeking how to get the next hit. After years of this lifestyle, he decided that he wanted to change. 
He went to a place where he knew that they offered um, some assistance, a place where Narcotics Anonymous was operating. When he first knocked on the door, the person who received him said, I don't think you're ready. Go away. He was surprised and thought, I want, I want to become sober. I want help. The man said, no, come back tomorrow. Come back when you're ready. Fahad went home. He thought about it, and he did come back the next day. And then the man saw that he was ready, and he was brought in and received support from N.A. He was paired up with a mentor, and through his mentor, he found and experienced God through Christ in the midst of Iran. After some advice from his mentor, who had also left Iran, Farad decided that it was better for him to leave Iran as well. And he came to Germany in 2015 and to our community. He became uh, involved in the new members class. He was baptized by the previous pastor. But he has waited four years for his case to be fully processed for his initial appeal to be taken up by a court and for him to receive a hearing. Two months ago, I went to court with Farad as he received his hearing, his day in court. Fortunately, I did not have to speak because his testimony, his own testimony, was so compelling to the judge that the judge could see that his claim for asylum, that his conversion to Christianity, that his faith in God through Jesus Christ was sincere and had transformed his life. Now Farad has received acceptance to stay in Germany, but he is looking for what is the next step. He now wants to be able to find a job where he can use both his faith to help other people. But it requires searching. It requires waiting. And in the midst of this, he remains um, confident and trusting God to help guide and to help provide. Does having confidence in God or a faith and trust in God's presence and protection mean that everything will be okay? That we will always be protected? Or that we don't have to do anything but to sit and wait? I don't think so at all we still face great challenges, some that greatly threaten our lives. Suffering is a reality that we cannot avoid. But we can cultivate practices that help in the midst of our challenges, practices that guide how to act and respond, led by God. The psalm and the gospel reading today contain a certain a strong assurance and comfort found from the being in the presence of God and belonging to God. A promise of God's presence when all others, including even family, might forsake us. Aziz was one of our previous co-workers in the Iranian Presbyterian Church. He met Presbyterian mission co-workers in Iran in the 60s. And through his experience and relationship with them, he was drawn to Jesus Christ. His brother was uh, in the police, though. And his family did not look favorably upon his decision to follow God through Christ. Aziz left Germany. He came to, uh, or, sorry, Aziz left Iran and came to Germany, not knowing anybody, not having any contacts. He began studying agriculture with the hope that he could go back and work on the family farm and the family business. But when this became apparent to him, it was not possible. He switched and studied sociology. And after completing his degree and many years of helping people in Berlin, he began working with the support of the Presbyterian Church and continued providing great social assistance to migrants and refugees in Berlin and throughout Germany that were Farsi-speaking. And he continues, even in his retirement now, to continue in this path and offering assistance. One of the challenges of many of the Psalms, including this one today, is the language of the enemies that is often, with often a request for God to do something, to strike down, to destroy. While an entire sermon could be devoted just to this theme, 
there's one point that I think that I have found helpful in processing this idea. And that is that this language is a way of taking our anger before God. These requests are often for some form of justice to be done in the midst of injustice. But I think this language can also free us from these feelings of hatred and wishes to destroy the other. These desires are not suppressed, but they are expressed. They are taken verbally to God and in doing so can allow us to be set free from the desires to enact them. Indeed, we do encounter people who seek to harm us, to deprive us of life. But we also hear messages that portray others as the enemy, and these change how we see one another. For 40 years, there have been tense political relationships between Iran and the United States, and political leaders from both of these countries have portrayed the other as the great enemy. Amid the, the years of this type of rhetoric, it can be difficult for citizens of each of these countries to see the other in a different way as from the enemy. As Alethea and I originally thought about moving to Berlin and working with migrants from Iran and Afghanistan, we were struck by the strangeness of being Americans, working with Iranians and Afghans in Germany. And we also, but we also felt that this fit with a desire or a calling of ours to serve as bridge builders between different cultures. In the last five years, we have had many different experiences that have changed how we view people from Iran and Afghanistan. When we moved there, we were anxious about how these cultures might work together, how we might receive one another. But through the relationships that we have made, the stories that we have heard, we have now a deep appreciation for their culture and their perspectives. And we also recognize that despite any differences that we might have, there are so many similarities between our cultures. Psalm 27 ends with a line, teach me your way, O Lord. One of our key objectives at the Iranian Presbyterian Church is to teach about how we understand God through Jesus Christ and what it means to follow God in this way, living with one another. It is a challenge, especially when there are different interpersonal conflicts and challenges that arise. And you can keep the church in in your prayers this summer, in our absence, as well as when we go back, as we continue to navigate, as we continue to teach, as we continue to work with one another, to understand what it means to follow God in this way, what it means to live together as brothers and sisters. Learning involves practice. It doesn't always come easily or immediately. But through cultivating a life and faith that seek to trust God, more to allow God to shape how we view what is important in life, including how we view one another, we may find that we become less anxious and fearful. Practicing trust and confidence become antidotes to fear and anxiety, but they do not mean the removal of doubt or uncertainty. Waiting on God not worrying about tomorrow, our ways of reorienting our lives, centered on God, but we still may have doubt. We still may be uncertain. We may have fears and worries, but in the midst of them, we can seek to refocus on God, who is always with us and seeks to provide for us, like the birds of the air. In the Bible, this is what is called the fear of God. Not an idea about being afraid of God, but a position of recognizing that God is worth trusting and offers a way of life that is worth following. That when we become centered on God and God's eternal presence with us, everything else becomes refocused through that and that we can have great confidence that as Paul says in Romans 8, neither death 
nor life, nor angels, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ. Our Lord. Amen. You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled, Who Do You Fear?, which was delivered by Ryan White, World Mission co-worker in Berlin, Germany for the Presbyterian Church USA. The congregation will now join in singing, How Firm a Foundation, which is number 361 in the Presbyterian Hymnal. responded in song. Let us now respond in affirmation of what it is we believe, and let us use the Apostles' Creed as printed in our bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. And let us go together to God in prayer for the church and the world. Let us pray. God, our creator and our redeemer, we've gathered this morning to worship you in all your glory, all your beauty, all your goodness, all your justice. We're gathered to give thanks that you are our light and our salvation, 
the everlasting stronghold of our lives. Though all, all hell should endeavor to shake, you are the firm foundation and eternal home of our lives. And we praise you. And we ask, God, that you guide us by your Holy Spirit this morning, that our prayers for the church and for the world may serve your will and show your steadfast love. Gracious God, we pray for the church. Guide those gathered in your name this morning to let the good news shine forth in their lives, their words, and their deeds, so that people will see them and in them abiding witness and compelling proclamation of your goodness, your justice, your glory. Lord, lead our congregation, Grace Covenant, to love you ever more fully with our whole heart, soul, and might, and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, as far as we can reach as individuals, as families, and as a congregation. Help us to glorify you in word and in action in metropolitan Richmond, in Virginia, in the U.S., and the globe, so that all may flourish in and under your goodness. We ask your blessing as well, Lord, over the Presbyterian Church in Iran and Berlin. We ask that you continue their ministries and care for those who are seeking asylum. Lord God, we ask all nations and all of creation, and we pray that you uh, lead our leaders, that you grant them the fruits of your spirit, God, that you give them wisdom and prudence, compassion and conviction, humility and patience, self-control and generosity, love and joy. We ask that you lead our leaders locally, nationally, and globally in ways that reconcile, in ways that promote your peace, in ways that curb violence and corruption, in ways that secure the just rule of law so that everyone can enjoy the fruits of their labor, can care for their families. God, we pray for those who are facing or fleeing crime, violence, war, injustice. Spur us and show us the ways we can most effectively serve as your hands and feet to them. Heal also all of us, Lord, reconciling God across the lines that divide us, lines of class, race, creed, nation, politics. Lead us to treat others as we would want to be treated. Drain us of self-righteousness and direct us to come alongside those we so readily find to be our opposition, our enemies, to seek where we can find common ground, to discern and work together for the common good. Merciful God, we pray as well this morning for all those who are suffering in the face of loss, whether it's loss of health to illness or injury, loss of a loved one, loss of work, or something else that is weighing heavily on their hearts. Comfort each of them in the sure knowledge that nothing can separate them from your love poured out in Christ. And God, enlist each one of us to be ambassadors and ministers of your comfort and care to all those who are suffering. Bless us so that we can be a blessing to others. God, we enfold now all of these prayers with the prayer that you taught us when you came incarnate as Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Grace and peace, everyone. I want to call your attention to just a few announcements this morning. We are excited again that we've had Ryan and Alethea White here with us today, uh, leading us in worship. There is more information about their ministry in Berlin uh, with the Iranian Presbyterian Church there in the social room. And as always, everyone is invited after worship to join together in a time of fellowship in the social room. Please note as well that next Sunday is our fifth Sunday luncheon after worship. We'll have a time to break bread together as well as to hear updates from the Christian Education Committee, the Finance Committee, and the Mission Committee. You all also saw an insert in your bulletin this morning, a red or an orange insert. Uh, that is a survey from the Mission Committee called What Moves You? 
And this is an opportunity for us to gauge interest and in service opportunities that we currently have, as well as to learn about ways in which you are volunteering outside of the congregation and might like to invite others to do so with you. Please fill that out as you have a chance and put it in the glass office. There is a box there marked what moves you, uh, and you can place your survey in that box. As always, please fill out the green cards in your bulletin as well. Let us know if there are any specific prayer requests you have. You can place those in the offering plate as it comes around. And I now invite each one of us uh, to give as we feel called to support the ministries of this church prayerfully under Christ, ministries of worship and Christian education, ministries of fellowship and congregational care, ministries of service to our neighbors near and far. Please give now as the Spirit leads.
Let us pray. Lord, thank you for these gifts that come from the bounty of your good creation. We ask that you bless them so they might be a blessing to others through our worship of you, study of your word, fellowship in your spirit, and service to others in your mercy and justice. Make us wise and effective stewards to the glory of your name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you, and be assured that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Go in peace.
For the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. Your announcer today has been John Harris, and the engineers were Steve Kemp and Cameron Baer. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to Christian Talk Radio on WLES, 590 on your AM dial and 97.7 on your FM dial.